We are talking about getting a Krav Maga black belt and the journey to the black belt. So, what are your thoughts on that, guys? Well, I mean, it's got to be like any other journey. So when I was looking at Krav and you, the first thing I thought to, about was, what's the time to black, right? And I think a lot of people say that stuff too. How long is it going to take me to get to my black belt level? And you were blunt honest with me and you just said when you're ready there was no time frame right and jamie am i wrong with that because that's the kind of stuff he does i mean he gives you kind of those cryptic answers sometimes but he's like when you're ready you'll no. be there and the dude he's like are you going to be the kind of guy that sticks around for it and mm -hmm. then that kind of yeah. hit me yeah i think yeah. you know a lot of times people are like well they're so focused on okay four years and i'm like if you're if you're not just in training and just on that journey, you know, it's nice to have a time frame. I get that, but sometimes it's going to take you longer because you're just focused on a number. You know, I get uh, annoyed with numbers sometimes in workouts versus quality. You know, how many classes did you show up to and how many of them were, you know, a full effort or how many of them were your half assing? You know, people get, I showed up to 20 classes. Great. I'm a yellow belt. I'm like, well, half the time you weren't even focused. So, I mean, our adults tend to be more focused, but you know, it just depends, you know, and I think having that number is, you know, an okay, Hey, it's like four to five years in there, but it might take you longer than that. Um, my black belt took me 10 years. I wanted to be the best in the room when I got my black belt, I wanted to push myself beyond what my instructor you know, might've passed me on before. So that, that was my journey. It was 10 years and, you know, there was never a ceremony. Um, I got a great text message that I wish when I upgraded a phone here, whatever it was, 13, probably years ago, I guess, maybe now. Um, when I got my first degree black belt from, from John Whitman and it meant the world to me, but that was what I got. There was no belt ceremony. There was no nothing. Um, that meant the world to me. I didn't really need anything, but you know, I think some people out there, you know, it's, they've worked really hard for it and some sort of ceremony you could say, um, might be, um, might mean more to them than, what I got, which I loved, and that's all I wanted was that recognition of being uh, the top in a group of instructors. So I don't know what you feel about that, Jamie. Um, well, I'm my journey so far, it's not so much the belt. I just want to develop the mindset that Krav Maga is meant to instill in you and I want to learn and I want to develop those skills. So personally for me, the belt is a great goal, um, like orientated goal that I could have, you know, it's tangible, it's physical, but really I just want, I want to learn the skill. I want to know that if I ever have to fight for my life, that my mindset is I'm going to fight and I'm going to win and I'm going to get through it. Because ultimately, to me, in my mind, on the street, that's what's going to matter with my training in here. 
it's not, you know, walk, walking around saying, oh, yeah, I'm a blue belt. That's going to mean nothing to anyone trying to hurt me. Yeah. But and I can see. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to certain people, yeah, of course, they worked hard. They got their black belt. They want to be recognized for that. I get that. That's fine if you want that. Um, but to me personally, I just want kind of like you. I want to be the best and whatever it takes. I got to train to be the best. It doesn't matter what belt I am. Yeah. Josh, what do you think being where you're at? We won't mention your white belt status. Yeah, 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 yeah. We won't bring it up for the others. Okay. You know, I'll bring it up. She does. Hey, I started doing Just a lot kidding. of fitness stuff. I told you at the very beginning, my goal this year was to get my, my legs big this year, right? That was something I had never done before, but that's a different story. I mean, when I walked in, what I mostly wanted was, you know, at least the capability that if I'm attacked, I've got something that I can draw on, right? Mm -hmm. And that's why I joined you. And, you know, I, I remember asking, you know, how long does it take to get to a black belt? And I asked that to a lot of schools because it's, um, you, you can find out a lot by a school by how long it takes to get to a black belt, right? If you're just burning and churning through people and they're getting their black belts really early, am I getting a good taste and education in the martial arts? And you said, it's going to take you as long as you get there. And in my mind, you're willing to put in the work in me to make sure I reach that, that goal, right? Of being able to defend myself and, and give all those, those criteria I gave you at the beginning, right? Because you, you really had to sell me on the place when I got in. So, that, I mean, that's where I was at with that. I just want to be able to use these skills when I need to use them. And there's a practicality that you can't really describe to people because crop borrows from so much. It's, I mean, it's, you've got everything from boxing to some groundwork and all that stuff. It seemed more holistic as a martial arts approach. I don't know if I've answered your question, but that's where I was at. I was just thinking, how long does it take to get to black? What's it going to take to get there? And what is my journey going to be like? And then I started getting really fired up on the fitness side. So I'd apologize, but I don't really feel that bad. <laughs> no, you're doing it's okay. great. It goes hand on, in hand. On the fitness side. So, no, I mean, I think, you know, every journey is a different one. And I think there's a guy uh, six or so months back saying, you know, like, you know, it's a black belt subjective. It, it depends on the individual. I mean, you can't say that the person that comes in that, you know, has an artificial leg that you have to meet this standard, um, that might be impossible. Each one's a journey. Somebody's older, somebody has a physical limitation, you know, they can still progress and come from where they started in their journey to a black belt level for themselves. I mean, each individual black belt is about that individual more so than, you know, a, a, even a given school, I think that, you know, you've, you've got to have the technique and things of that nature, but it's tough, you know, cause if you go, it's unattainable just for, you know, 1% of the people that are going to get there. Well, maybe it's 10% because not everybody's going to have the mindset to get to and what it takes to be a black belt. But each one is different. That could, that's, you know, exactly where suck last came from was, you know, you don't meet my standard for black belt. So I'll take your black belt back. 
And that's, you know, a big wake up call for a first degree black belt. And have you done that before? Have you taken one away from someone where you're like, listen, I told them I was going to, if they didn't, um, you know, we had a student that had, you know, had literal brain surgery and he Whoa. forgot things. And then when he'd see it, like if I demonstrate, he could do it like, okay, things would come back to him. You know, how can you say, you know, in a certain circumstance like that, that he had battled so much physically, um, coming back off of that surgery, never mind, not even physically, but just, um, learning. I think he had to learn to write again, like a ton of things and coming off of that. How can you say he can't, you know, and I think at the time it was like Brown or red belt. How can you say he can't get there? He's come so far for himself. You know, sometimes he forgets the techniques when he sees them, he can do them. You know, it's really hard to say, Hey, you're just not going to get there. Cause you're not as physically gifted as Jamie, you know, that's, that's really defeat. I think every person, you know, can to their, you know, to a certain standard, you know, if they're fighting through and they, they fight for them, you know, their family's safer for it. I, you know, I think that's really hard. Now, not a lot of people get a black belt with me because a lot of people don't stick it out. Yeah. They don't want to do all that stuff, even to their level, you know, that they maybe don't want to train that hard. They don't want to keep showing up and getting better to, you know, what I think is a black belt standard for them. Never, never mind, you know, what people picture as a black belt. Yeah, you should be really proficient in, you know, in the system that you're training in. A lot of people just don't want to do that. Never mind you know, Hey, you're going to get kind of beaten down in this training and you're going to come back and do it again. Well, that, I mean, that's your question, John, if I could. So, I mean, do people get intimidated by getting the black belt once they see what's required of them and kind of how the test gets going? Cause you've kind of touched on this later, right? Or earlier in our conversations where it's like, sometimes you just, it just scares people off where they're at. And that's not the point of it, right? You're, you're there to get them trained. So touch on that for us. Yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of people will see um, any given martial art. I know in a, a training I did business development, you know, people were talking about having the UFC fighter that's at your gym all over your website. That intimidates people. They feel like, oh, gosh, I'm going to have to fight that guy. I mean, I think there's a lot of intimidating things out there i think one of my managers it might have been a post on facebook it might have been a profile of like a black eye from fighting that's going to scare away a lot of people because they're they're not picturing they're going to get a black eye in training you know you it was a you know it was a badge you know it was like all right my first black eye and you're excited about it but the person coming in the door is like what Ooh, I'm going to get a black eye doing this. You know, they think of themselves hit. sometimes. I'm just going to be awesome when I learn, you know, it's like my, yeah. my preschool kindergarten class argued with me yesterday that they, uh, you know, they're the fastest, they're the strongest. And, you know, they were saying they could, you know, get away. I'm like, that's great. If you can get away from somebody, but I'm like, what if they chase you down? And you're, you're not the fastest and like, I'm the fastest. So I had to proceed to uh, chase down my, preschool kindergarten class um, in a drill and then rough them up a little bit going now look the bully's punching you and I'm hitting him with little boxing gloves all light like kindergarten style kind of if you've seen that video of uh, 
have you released that, Josh? I'm going to look at it. Of Which me one? beating up Josh. It was kind of like that. Jimmy. No, no, I haven't released any of those for you guys or people. <laughs> and I've got a lot of the great yeah. content. But You're listening you. out there. It was, you know, it was totally age appropriate to the little kids. But I'm like, do you guys get it? Now you're on the ground and the bully's like beating you up. It's not a great place to be. And they finally actually, because one of my, actually Derek's daughter um, was just charging me right from the get-go. And she at like, I don't think she's three and a half is like, just attack them, attack them. They're trying to hurt you. Attack back, attack back. You're like, exactly. The boys were like, run away. I'm like, yes and no, yes and no. But now you're, what if you're getting chased down? That's uh, a tough place to be. You're not always the fastest was what the boy, you know, I'm the fastest, I'm the strongest. And when people come to a martial art, I say all the time, look, you can still get punched. Things, people die in combat. They don't train to die. Um, but that stuff happens when we're talking about self-defense and fighting. You can get beaten down any given day. It's a tough thing. And people mm -hmm. kind of think they're, you know, taking a magic pill, starting any martial art. Any one person going to be defeated. UFC fighters lose all the time. They were not intending to lose and they were training for a date. They knew it was coming you know, their, their performance is dialed into that given day. So it's a tough thing to let people like you might fail and things can look intimidating. We had uh, one of our coaches, Jordy Smith, his mom saw, maybe it was probably like a blue belt test, I think, but I could be wrong that she's like, I can't do that. And he was like, mom, you can, you're not going to start out that way. You know, it, mm -hmm. you're, you're looking at it, you know, more of on an advanced side test. Of course, you looking at it going, I can't do that. But those people built up years of training to be able to do that. And then the spectator is like, I can't do that. So it's hard for them. What do you think? I think it's hard. I also think like referencing back to where you said like, oh, people don't put in the effort. They don't put in the time. I also think that some people get to the point where they think they know it all. And so okay. they're like, oh, this is repetitive. I know this. I can do this. This is easy. So they kind of, they just think they know it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty common. To me, that's yeah, not, yeah, that's not the not, case. You know, I should be higher than this. And that's where you're like, check mm -hmm. your ego. And there's just so much to get better at as people progress. You know, I can show them stuff. You can do things. But sometimes it's getting better at the beginner and intermediate stuff as you get up there because a black belt really should you know be unbelievable at that basic level stuff and sometimes people are not you know unbelievable mm -hmm. at that basic level stuff and they feel like ah oh, this guy's holding me back whatever it is i'm like i'm not just giving out black belts just because you showed up in the door you do have to meet a standard to what i think people could be pushing themselves to Mm -hmm. it's you know and being able to do it under stress right. is a big thing yeah so yeah. i tell the teens that a lot too because i i felt like when i first came in i was a lower belt than some of the teens that have been here in a while so it's kind of we've built past this but it was kind of like at first it was oh well what do you have to teach me like i'm higher than you you know that kind of attitude yeah. but I think those yeah, are just little you're in the, face. Yeah, that's actually good because that was, you know, um, 
a thing on the kids' belts, you know, and, you know, even parents just being engaged, you know, are they listening to our podcast? Are they looking at our stuff? I wanted to make, you know, a little bit more about the kids' belts and, you know, the, the basic, you know, the kindergarten, preschool kids, you know, that's one belt, you know, depending on the individual or how long they were in that preschool class, you know, they might have to come down when they hit our elementary level class. And I think, you know, that's a tough for the kids. And I think it's something I want to do a better job at of like, okay, you're a blue belt in the elementary school class. You are not a blue belt in the teen class. Now you might be an orange belt. You're not a white belt, but you're certainly not a blue belt in that, especially for the ones that start at first grade and they're with us, you know, up until sixth grade or longer that that belt that they earned there was, you know, kind of easier. I just look at it just like school, like you're in the elementary zone. Now you're in middle school and, you know, teen program, you know, that's just another stage. And now, now you're going to the adult class, you know, okay, now you're in college, you know, yeah, you're, a senior level. Yeah. you're in college level, you know, and now you get, you know, progress up through that adult class and all right, now you're, you know, a rookie in your career. You know, you look back at whatever career you're in and how much you've learned, you know, progressing through it's, you know, it's so hard and now you've been doing it for longer. I mean, and I still, I hate the word, you know, Oh, you're a master. Um, and that was something that people used to call my father, a ma you know, he's a master carpenter and he's like, no, I'm not, I'm just a carpenter. You know, um, there's so much to learn. I'm, I'm just a carpenter, but you know, different clients be like, Oh, you're a master. Like so unbelievable <laughs> at whatever profession you are. And you're like, I still have more to learn. I can get mm -hmm. better at things. So, I mean, I think that's the, that's the attitude of a black belt is that I want to learn and get better. Then, you know, you're like, okay, so many black belts that come up to me and be like, Oh, I need to get better. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like I don't know the system, you know, that's mm -hmm. that I got to get better at it now. Oh, God. And it's greater responsibility. And you're like, yep, certainly, certainly are a black belt because you're feeling that I could get better. <laughs> so I feel that at blue belt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel that at fourth degree black belt. I mean, Bill Anderson and I were talking this morning in our morning chat um, of, you know, he's taken, he's got his shoulders bugging him and he's got two weeks vacation coming up. And I'm like, it's good for you. He's like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get off track. I'm like, no, you're not. And that's no, part no. of the journey. Like you, you might have to be off track, quote unquote. Um, and then it's getting back on it. One of my instructors, mm -hmm. like, I think he said when he got, it might've even just been level one instructor. He's like, I took a month off of Krav Maga. <laughs> like after I got my level one certification, um, I was so burnt out and training so hard. And, you know, then you come back and, and you're fresh. It, mm -hmm. It's all up to the individual, but taking a break is okay. Or slacking off for, you know, a week or two. I do that and you can't always go at a hundred percent. You just blow up. Self-defense is the greatest tool you have to preserve life, mostly yours. So when situations pop up and you need to take safety into your own hands, 
Rocky Mountain Self Defense and Fitness is here to help you train in life-saving techniques to make sure that you go home safe. So to learn more, go to rmsdf.com. That's rmsdf.com to sign up for a trial class to start your training today. Remember, you fight like you train, so train hard, train smart, and train with Rocky Mountain Self-Defense and Fitness today. That's a hard thing. You can't go 100%. You just kill yourself. So what do you think on the... uh, on those kid zones, you think that's, you know, Josh, you're, you know, new here mm-hmm. with us. And you think that's a reasonable thing to do for kids and their belt level as well, they yeah. progress up? Uh, I'm all for giving people a bunch of um, goals for them to reach, right? And especially with kids because they, they need that constant reinforcement that they've done something good or in it or if they've done something bad you just correct them in the moment but they need to see that right that small incremental change over time and that's the only way you're really going to see it too but i i think it's great Mm -hmm. to make sure that you know kids can move through that lower group but you know they're clearly not ready for like the the teen section once they get there but they understand that and you're just going to give them a new series of belts but they get to see that incremental improvement and it was just good. And as coaches, you know, it's really fun to watch that growth happen, especially with kids. And I know mm-hmm. both of you have watched, like Jamie's watched your own kid just get better from, you know, the moment he walked in the door. And I, and John's told me stories of like people that started with him when they were kids and are now adults, well into black and just watching that progression. So, you know, it it's good for the student, but it's also good for the teacher because it just reinforces that what you did works and you get that sense of satisfaction that you've, you've shared that, right? And, and it's great for mm-hmm. learning for kids too because when you've got that sphere of influence, when kids learn things when they're very young, you introduce them to a new type of learning, right? Especially inside the martial arts because now they learn to take direction. They learn how to have a little more um, self-esteem or realize that they can handle the things that are thrown at them, right? And I think that's why Krav was so appealing and to kids inside those zones. I mean, Krav's made for everybody, any age. And that was the thing that really grabbed me, right? I mean, it's there to defend you when you need it because the art form, you know, derives from a people that are constantly being attacked. They've got to be pretty good at fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Especially kids, you know, I mean, I don't think an eight year old is a black belt. I mean, maybe maybe a junior black belt but even that i'm like i kind of reserve that for our teens as they're maturing up through that they can earn a junior black belt but i'm like it's still a junior black belt there's just so much that i think a black belt represents and i don't think a kid you know has that understanding that i don't have a maturity level really to understand in my opinion but it's definitely yeah. a goal to work through as they progress. Yeah. So, you know, as we, you know, have been talking about this and I was probably, I don't know what Josh fired, what you, one of you guys fired me up on, on the other day that I was like super frank about it. it was um, the, what did I say? Like people watch some of the black belt tests and they see all the crazy punching and kicking that was going on. It scared them off. And yeah. And they're like, Oh, I can't off. do it. 
He went off, yeah. James. Yeah, a lot of people. Like, he did. Here he goes. <laughs> you can't stop him now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's where, you know, advertising a gym is difficult because you want to show that advanced stuff, but that also scares a lot of people off because they don't think they can do it. Oh. And they don't understand that journey. They think they understand. You know, I thought even, gosh, um, you know, I was young. I was in my, I was probably Jamie's age or a little bit younger when I got my black belts in Taekwondo first and second. And even, you know, now I, I think it's just different and what it takes and that understanding like, oh, I knew what it, you know, the discipline it took to get through that Taekwondo black belt, but entering Krav Maga, that journey was so different and you thought you knew what you were talking about but there were so many trying days and staying after the training, you know, is not always easy. You know what you thought, I think, mm -hmm. you know, people really, they have that goal. They see that I want to get a black belt. You know, what does that mean to you? You know, and like Jamie said it, well, I want to be able to win a fight. You know, if somebody attacks me, I want to be able to get out of that situation. You know, and part of that reality is I might not. I mean, I constantly think that, that you might not. There's bad days. There's better fighters. I think John Whitman says it really well. Then it was an honor to die because that warrior was a better warrior than you. Like, that's just a reality. And that's part of the journey. And I think a lot of people, their ego can't even say, say that. I mean, right. and don't take me wrong, a big part of my thing is I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose. And that, that's a, a big thing, but it is reality. You may, and that's part of it. But it's not my attitude when I go into a fight. I'm going to win. I'm going to destroy the person. We've, we were talking about that in Bull in the Ring drilling of students going, You're, it's not about you. It's about the person that's, quote, the bull in the ring. Everybody else is training them so they survive. We're trying to push them uh -huh. so they survive. It's not about you fighting and you doing your, quote, best technique. You know, we see a lot of people try to fight people. And I'm like, you're not fighting them for you to win, to get the next punch in. You're just trying to give them the experience that they win and are pushing themselves. I mean, there was, you know, some bad days in my instructor training. I can remember one, I don't know how many times that I got kicked in the groin, but I think I lost track around 13, 14 times. And one of my instructors was picking me up and kneeing me again. You know, are you going to keep getting up? And I think at one point he's like, get up. And, and I was getting up, but John Whitman said, do you know how many times he's gotten up? You know how many times he's been hit? Because he didn't realize, because I was fighting other people. Um, I was fighting without a cup, and they had said full power kicks because people were grabbing people's legs. I said, "Let go ahead and grab people's legs with full power kicks. And, of course, that meant full power kicks to the groin. So, you know, that was a terrible day. And I just took it as a learning experience. It sucked. But, you know, you see people come back after different tests in Krav Maga and they say they didn't think that they could do the next one because that one was so hard. Yeah. I also remember when we were doing a bunch of filming for social media, you started beating them up and you didn't want to lose there either. And that was the hardest part for me. 
Oh, when I was beating you up recently? Yes. yes. Yeah. And then you had Jamie chase me down. And that was fun. Yeah. I and mean, it wasn't embarrassing. Yeah, those are good. So, it wasn't embarrassing so at all. So that's that's yeah, why I'm like, training. I'm gonna kick the, I'm gonna do really well against this black belt. I'm gonna do really well. And you're like, <laughs> mm, maybe not. No. 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 It was an entertainer taking on a professional fighter though, so think about that. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, you know, you go it's all hard. So Yeah. I think, I think something to take from that is it's okay to be scared to start something new and it's going to be hard, but you know, what's your mindset? Are you going to fight through it? Are you going to learn it or are you going to give up? Yeah. Black belt's about falling down. Sometimes I tell the kids like, Oh, you fell down. Okay. You know, and sometimes kids just laugh out of, you know, it, I, you know, try to get them not to laugh at other kids or like, you better be willing to laugh at yourself. But look, you're one step closer to black belt <laughs> um, by falling down in your butt and getting back up. You're one step, you're one step closer. You know, you, you got kicked and that's tough. And I'm, you know, it, it's a journey and that journey might change because you know, what happens, you know, I've thought, you know, what happens if I lose an arm? What happens if I lose a leg? What does that journey then look like? You know, it's that there's a great video out there um, of a guy doing Krav Maga in a wheelchair. You're going to tell him wow. he can't get to black belt because he's not physically gifted or he can't do a front kick. Well, no groin, no Krav Maga. Well, he can't kick to the groin. You know, I'm like, well, he's yeah, probably I mean, a better punch. fighter than most people out there. Right. Probably. You know, it's tough. It, those are those are tough things. And that's something, you know, kind of looking. And after we had the conversation um, a couple days ago about, about this. And, you know, it is a tough thing. You're going to have to be tough. Do you have to be as tough as, um, the toughest person that's ever gotten a black belt? No, but you got to be as tough as you can and be yeah. willing to kind of fight through that. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, that's where I'm kind of considering, you know, there's, there's just different things. Um, you know, we have that con conditional, black belt and I've kind of, it's there to see if people stay, you know, cause so many people quit when they get their black belt. Cause that's just the goal. Like I got my black belt, I'm out. And you're like, the journey has just started and you don't understand that mm -hmm. the black belt was just the beginning. Now we can start training and doing more advanced stuff and coming to those advanced classes. And that's where even some students, that they don't come to, you know, a given class. I mean, I know it's tough. We can't do that, but I can certainly do a 15 minute private with you or a half hour private with you, but you've got to now come to a different time slot and people are like, Oh gosh, I can't come at that time. Like our Saturday, um, red and black belt only, is a great class. It's really high level. We're building people, but people have to get there. It's like the new student wanting to get into peaceful warrior. And you're like, well, you're not coming to advanced. You don't know shit. You don't know an inside defense. And I'm, we're not teaching 14. you in advanced training, how to escape a rear naked choke or how to put a triangle choke on. You need to learn yeah. that up through the ranks to earn getting to that being in the high level classes and make you high level you're slowing the rest of the people that are high level down 
because you haven't spent enough training. You don't know how to do the training drills properly. It was something I was telling our black belts. I want better context. I want you guys to step it up and give better things in bad neighborhood drills, different things that we're, we're not you know, getting each other set up to die, that we're giving the best possible training. And in the context of that, if I'm going to my concealed carry, you're not effing up the scenario by you acting like the good guy. It's got to be, you know, a just shoot and we can only train in here. We've got to make it as real as we can. And I think, you know, you got to be a good actor sometimes and a good role player. Mm. So other people learn to be um, dealing with those people out in the streets. Yeah, but at least you so give them the something, tools. That's what you I like know, about it. You give them the tools. Yeah, we have the to train. And, and that I mindset. Think, and that's where, you know, I've, you know, thinking about it. And it's been a few days here, even since my conversation with Derek and going, you know, I'm not a big ceremony person. You know, sometimes we're, you know, we're not going to rent a gymnasium or we're not going to do something so i'm like okay you know maybe that conditional black belt goes away but that black belt it, it you're red belts until you're invited to black belts and i think a lot of people are like okay i've met the requirement at red belt now i'm up to test for conditional and it might just you know maybe it's not that maybe it's train longer or it's an invitation to black belt testing, you know, my first degree black belts just postponed their second degree because they all felt that they could be better and wanted to be better for that second degree test. And, you know, I respect that. I've done that a lot. They want to train more. That's great. But I'm kind of thinking about getting rid of the conditional and then that black belt test is more of a ceremony. Do you do you get the the belt at the end of that test? Is that the day? Is that the ceremony? You know, are all you know are many black belts in attendance or you know red belts, blue belts, you know the brown belts, you know all those upper belts? levels. So they can. What's see what's that? Going I don't want them there. They don't understand. Oh. Okay. They can. I would say like, <laughs> do you want to come? But you know what? You know. Honestly, they're not part of that journey. And we've had, we've had people like in a, God, I don't even know what test it was, you know, get all family about it. Like kick his ass, kick his ass. And you're like, no, everybody is just trying to win. Stop rooting for yours and stop getting all pissed off that your spouse got punched in the face. Oh, he's going hard. He's going hard. You know, sometimes I don't even want those people there because they don't understand even yellow belt, orange belt. I, you know, you don't understand the journey that these guys have been on. And it's a really advanced group of people that I want there. And it's going to be, you know, a quote, a passing, you know, a, a passage in time, you know, uh, mm -hmm. all your training is going to come down to that given day or day and a half, you know, we do a fight thing, but I might just change that whole black belt test uh, and it's going to be harder oh, in no. some ways than 
then what? And then all my, you know, a whole bunch of people are like, I'm going to retest. But those guys of, you know, different people have been beaten down. They've been trained. They've trained hard on different days. They've earned that. Like Hayden earned his black belt before he got it, you know, or his second degree. You know, he was fighting with me for 10 minutes and showed that he was going to persevere and fight at that high level with the skill, you know, and it wasn't, you know, it was exhausting. Um, it was challenging, but it was really a higher level of sparring, like his control, his execution was that was more dialed in than, you know, a first degree black belt test that sometimes it's like, yeah, are you going to keep getting back up to your level? You know, are you able, you know, you're not, might not be able to fight the best person in the room, but you're still getting up. You're still challenging yourself to that degree. But I think I'm going to mm -hmm. make that first degree black belt something different. And you, you know, if you pass, you know, you get the belt that day. It's, you know, maybe it's better than waiting and, going, Hey, you've earned it. You've stuck around. You're training hard. You're teaching. I can see day to day that you're understanding what a black belt is and you're continuing to try to improve your skill because it is a new start. It's a new journey. So I think I'm going to change that, that test and it's, yeah, it's going to be harder, I think, to test the person and to get there is going to be harder. So there you have what it. do you guys think? I think it sounds good. You follow your heart. Plus you see it every day though. So you understand, you know, what's required in those changes. So you've all been warned. <laughs> like, yeah, you've, school, all you've all been, been warned. warned. You're fighting. <laughs> right. Thank you. You can all. Thank we can Derek fight all the it. black belts. That can be the ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> for what? Oh, that, that. Oh, believe me, you're going to fight. You're going to fight the black belts. They can fight <laughs> all the black belts. No, you're going to fight everybody that's in the advanced category. You are going to be tested. I mean, not, I mean, we've had some really, whew, I mean, Jordy Mayo, Ben, Jordy Smith. I mean, uh, Andrew, like the guys that are still around that haven't moved or gone off in different directions around the country. Um, they had a real, like their, their test was extremely hard, um, in there and maybe it would have been better if they got their black belt that day, but you know, you don't know. I see, um, yeah. I see the pros and cons of like holding it. And then also it's like, yeah. It's like back and forth on either one of them, but I yeah. think we're gonna, um, maybe give that belt there, but you're not gonna, that, where was it? I brought it up that you have a certain number of classes, quote unquote, to get there. And it's, you know, four years in there, but it, you know, it might be a four to five, it might be a six year journey through there to get, mm -hmm. get there. But I think, you know, a time stamp and something for people to be shooting up for would be, it is good up until you're going for your black belt. Yeah. And now there's no time stamp. There's no minimum number of classes. So I'd love to hear your feedback. If you're a member here at RMSDF. And of course I, uh, did not do any, uh, reads there besides, you know, support us, 
check out the RMSDF store, kravmaga-online.com. That'll really help support the podcast and what we take to put into this. You know, you guys buying a couple t-shirts really does help us out here. So thanks a ton for those of you guys that have made purchases in the last month. Thanks a ton. That helps support this podcast. So those are my thoughts on black belt and a black belt ceremony, um, kids and their journey through it. But it is something you earn and you are going to be challenged personally to your limits. You can do it. I'm going to tell you, you can do it, but it's going to take more than you think right now at this given moment. So thanks a lot for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. This is John Hallett with the John Hallett Podcast. Thanks for joining me, Jamie and Josh. Too many J's, just like last week with John Whitman. If you didn't hear that podcast, check it out. Thanks. I will talk to you all soon. Train hard. Be smart out there.